Hi, Eileen. I've got Hi, a- Robert. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, how are you? Good. Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got a question for you that's not even my question. This is a question that a student of mine asked. And oh. uh yeah, so you're going to answer it. You ready? Uh, okay, I am. I, you want to put the student on the phone? No, or? the student's not here right now. But oh, okay. w- what she was wondering student about... Ab- student's absent. Okay. Student is absent. Okay. Um, she mentioned a book. I think it's called Conscious Eating. Are you familiar well, with a, that? Uh, no, there's a book of that title. Yeah. I was thinking of writing an article <laughs> of that title. <laughs> well, write the article I better then. change the title. <laughs> well, there's a book called Conscious Eating, and I, I haven't read it. But she had, I think she had read parts of it, and she said that she thought that, you know, maybe the Alexander Technique has some bearing on this topic. I mean, after all, we do claim, uh, and rightly so, to help people to do whatever it is they do better. And certainly something a lot of people spend a fair amount of time doing is eating. So what do you think... Um, the technique uh, offers to someone who actually consumes food. <laughs> as opposed to those who don't. Exactly. Uh, yes, as opposed to non-breathing objects. I think really with non-breathing <laughs> objects, I would say it offers a little... We're weak with rocks. We're really weak with rocks. That's a heavy subject. Okay. It is. Um, <laughs> so um, I think really the technique is the key to conscious eating, to real conscious eating. When I say conscious eating, I don't mean sort of a consciousness of what foods to eat and learning about uh, healthy eating uh, in terms of vitamins or how you balance your foods or anything like that, which is all good to know, Um, absolutely, and I recommend it. But in the actual process of eating, a lot of people feel they can't control their eating, that they just eat very unconsciously and they eat too much or uh, they eat something that's not good for them or they don't like something that would be very, very good for them to eat. So I think with the technique what happens is that you become so aware of, of when you're adding extra tension and when you lose presence when you lose kind of awakeness, awareness, when you lose that, that you start noticing when you're eating, boy, I am just oblivious to this, what I'm doing when I'm eating. I'm not present. And then you start doing the process of the technique where your head delicately leads away from your body and your body follows that or your neck releases, your head goes forward and up, your back lengthens and widens or you you cancel a certain habit, all those different aspects of the technique. You use those And you become pretty aware of the habitual movements of eating and how you might be habitually tightening your jaw, tightening your neck, how you might be putting a certain pressure in to dull out your sense of the food. Because a lot of times, even with food we really like, we put a lot of extra pressure and tightening in that gets us to really dull out the current taste of the food. And that happens. It's a very useful thing to to notice with things like... um, people who eat a lot of sugary things and would wish to not eat so many sugary things, that once they really start noticing that they're tightening their neck, compressing their head into their body, and doing these habits that that they have no sense of, that they're dulling out, 
basically, or putting a compression into blo- compression into block some of their sensations and senses. That when they change that, all of a sudden they eat some sugar and they think, you know, this really tastes like sugar. <laughs> this right. tastes kind of, you know. But anyway, we really pick up a lot more flavor in the food, and we also become aware more of of just how easily our movements can go. So if there's a food. Um, say somebody doesn't like broccoli. I love broccoli, but somebody doesn't like broccoli or something that somebody said, you really should eat this. This is really good for you. A lot of times, if someone's noticing what they're doing with their body and they're not blocking out the flavor of the food, they find they actually like it or they actually even enjoy the process of the movement of their jaw, the process of what they do with their uh, the ease of their neck and chewing, um, how they pick up a, a spoon or a fork or, uh, or a glass. I remember having meals with Marge, and perhaps you remember this experience too, when she would just be so aware she'd reach for the fork that was sitting next to her plate at the table, and you just knew she could feel what the metal felt like on the fork, that she was aware of that, the ease and the lack of tension in her hand and arm and the presence and liveliness of her movements and the liveliness of her eyes. And then she would very carefully or very awarely, if that's a word, with a lot of awareness, she would she would decide which piece she's going to break off or, or, or pick up with her fork. And then she would be aware of bringing it up to her mouth in terms of just having a lot of ease in her whole body. It wasn't just the hand moving to mouth, the mm-hmm. old hand to mouth reaction <laughs> right. with the head neck tightening. She was just that whole just bringing up her hand and arm with a fork in it was just so easy and present and her her body was so easy and present and her mind. Mm-hmm. And then as she chewed the food, she chewed it slowly, really savoring that. Mm-hmm. Not only savoring the awareness of her movements, but just savoring the awareness Mm-hmm. of the taste and the present moment. And it's it is hard to overeat doing that. <laughs> right, it is. Well, Mar- you know, Mar- it's such a pleasure to yeah. eat doing that. Both those things, but but you really become aware of 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 when you're full of what the food actually tastes like. You become yeah. a lot more sensitive to to how you react to the food. Um Well, you know, well, let me just interrupt you here cuz I I totally agree. Um, I, I certainly remember dining with Marge on many occasions. And for our audience, we're talking about Marjorie Barstow, who was a teacher we both studied quite a bit with. And I'll put a link to her site next to this interview. Um, the the thing is, though, that you have to remember that she was she was 85, 80s, in her 80s and 90s when we knew her. And she had spent an awful lot of time thinking about these things. And sure enough, she, she had become highly conscious of, of every little detail around her. The rest of us, or certainly me, would go nuts during those meals because they would <laughs> last forever. And most of us were not at that level of consciousness. <laughs> and, um, you know, but what I, what I really want to get to, though, is that for someone listening to this, it doesn't mean that the Alexander Technique is going to make you sort of um, the most unusual eater on the block in terms of (laughs) your neighbors, but that you may begin to notice some tension patterns, as you said, that go along with eating. In my own case, the most dramatic one that I 
noticed. And it was after quite a few years of being an Alexander teacher, so it's a little embarrassing to say, but that I really tend to, to tighten my jaw, and particularly on, on, on one side. And that once you start to notice stuff like that, then as you say, it really be, it becomes a little impossible to, to eat mindlessly because you're you're paying because you are actually paying attention to a relevant factor in your eating in this case my jaw someone else might be putting a lot of neck tension um a lot of people tend to if you watch them eat um when they when the fork or the spoon comes near the mouth instead of letting it continue its merry way there's a tendency to kind of push uh People have a tendency often to push their head in towards the spoon, and that usually involves a lot of uh, neck tension that, that gets in the way of the food going down through the neck, for that matter. So that's the kind of thing you, you would start to notice pretty easily. And when you stop doing that, um, you, you're not so likely to just be grabbing at food without thinking about it. It's another way of saying some of the same things you did. Yeah, nicely put, though. Really nicely put. Yeah, and it's a good example with the jaw. Um, yeah, some some little thing like that. You just start noticing it, and you become aware you of become it. And you're aware. there. You are. You're aware, and you're aware exactly. Exactly. of what you're doing. So it's a wonderful thing for conscious eating, for for people who want to eat eat in a way that's better or healthier for them. Hey, if and you want to lose weight without being on a <laughs> diet, this is the way to go. I remember just a short thing on this. I remember in my training many years ago, Vogue magazine came out with a title article or an article on the on the front page that that said look 10 pounds thinner in 10 minutes. And it turned out it was about the Alexander technique. Wow. And so I thought, oh, this is it. The technique's going to be really popular from now on. Right. You know, cuz it's true. People look lighter, a little bit thinner. I mean, not like really like they lost uh, yeah. size but they really just look like they lost weight like they lost heaviness anyway it never did catch on with that <laughs> didn't catch on and you know i had a somewhat similar i had an experience with a magazine called in style i believe is that the name do you know that one i've heard of it's it it's a woman's i think it's basically a woman's magazine and they were doing a little piece on were you, were you looking for some new hairstyles <laughs> no, no, believe me no one was looking for new hairstyles but they called me and uh, they wanted to they were doing a piece on how to look good when you're naked and the question <laughs> yeah right and, and they um, called you <laughs> and they called me Can you believe that they called me and actually the person who wrote the article um i mean she, she was a, uh, she did a really good job i mean she really got quite a bit of what i tried to get across to her she didn't have a lot of space you know it was just a couple of paragraphs but but um um so we both had that kind of experience and yet the technique is, hasn't totally caught on yet has it no, but that's great that you that you yeah. wrote that article. I, I didn't write it. I didn't write it. I was the consult. I was the consultant. Anyway, okay. let's let's end this conversation. I think we've covered we've covered the topic, don't you think? I think so. All right. 